Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 124 of the Line of Venice Week podcast, still the world's greatest Bolton Wanderers podcast. My name's Chris, and I'm joined by an absolute motley crew tonight. Starting off with the one and only Mr. Bolton, Will Jones. Good evening, Will. How are you doing, pal? Good evening, Chris. I'm very well, thank you. I appreciate that introduction. So oh, well, uh, It's always it's funnier when you say it. It's fine. I had to just check my notes to find out exactly what you wanted me to say, but I'm glad it worked out. Okay. <laughs> uh, we've also got Mr. Tom Jenkins on tonight. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, Chris. It's nice to have a competent host for once. Uh, I just thought we'd just shake things up a little bit, you know, and see if we can't improve on uh, <laughs> improve on the way this has been going, which has been a, a steady downhill, a very sleep, steep slope since Jonesy took over. Speaking of uh, taking over, we've got Lee Tennant on the pod tonight. Lee, betting expert, extraordinaire and all-round good guy. How are you doing, mate? Hello, Chris. I've uh, made my return after the absolute shit show of the last however long it is since I've last been on, so uh, glad <laughs> to be here. Have you noticed I bigged you up? That's not linked to the fact that you're going to give me a lift to the match tomorrow night, I promise. No, not at all, yeah. I get that. <laughs> and completing the crew, last but definitely not least, we've got Mr James Jarvis. James, welcome to the pod, mate. You all right? Uh, not too bad, but been a bit since I've been on here. <laughs> no, it's been it's good to have you on, mate. It's always good to uh, to shake things up, I think, and change the roster around a little bit. So here we are. Deadline day, Wanderers have made an absolute splash in the market. It, it's probably the club that's made the most signings, I think. Certainly can't think of anybody else off the top of my head that's made as many acquisitions as we have today. Nine in total. So the plan tonight is just to go through each of them, just to have a chat with the lads and see what they think, where the players might fit in, any targets that you think might have been on the list that perhaps we, we may have missed out on, or your, your dream signings. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Bradford Cup game, which is going to be tonight, if we're talking from the, the, the perspective of the, the pod coming out at some point tomorrow. So without further ado... The list of players that we've signed. Mr. Jones, I'm going to come to you first. Daryl Murphy, I'm going to go out of out of sync a little bit just to shake things up. But Daryl Murphy from Nottingham Forest, obviously an ex-Newcastle Ipswich centre-forward, Irish chap, very experienced and, and got a few goals in him. Um, he, he was a target linked to us from the very start of the day. So were you pleased to see him come in? Do you think he'll add a lot to the side? Definitely. I think, arguably, he's one of, if not the most prolific of the signings that we've made today. Uh, very pleased to, to have him through the door. I think we, we've spoken a couple of times about how important it is that we get a striker um, in and, and one of it with a decent reputation on, on him as well because, obviously, whilst we've had the kids playing, it's it's been a little bit of a struggle where the goals are concerned. And when I say a little bit, that's a, that's a huge under-exaggeration. Obviously, not managed to, to get a goal as of yet um, in, in, in league games. So it's good to have someone who, who sort of knows where the back of the net is. Or at least I hope he can prove to, uh, that to me. So, Very much so. Um, J- James, to come on to you next on the, on the same guy. Uh, Eddie Brown and Demario Brown-Sterling, or Sterling Brown, I can never remember which way it is, have worked manfully so far this season. But ultimately, it's just not been, they've just not had enough, have they, I think, both physically and, and perhaps in terms of experience. Do you expect that the signing of someone like Murphy will change the way that we play immediately? Do you think we'll go to a, a more possession-based game? I don't particularly remember him as being one, you know, where someone like Medine, for example, whose, whose primary skill is in his aerial ability. Well, to be fair, Daryl Murphy himself is like is a really tall, big lad, so mm. we could always uh, play play the option with him on the thing. But but with the signings that he's brought in, which we will get onto individually, but with all the signings that he's bringing in, I think he'd like to play a more possessions based style. But Murphy does give us the option to build up field and and give us the goals when we need to, like similar to how he was when he was playing under Mick McCarthy at Ipswich, who who you know. You know, he always gave him an option, and I think Murphy will especially be a good sign if he can recreate that hit switch for him. I'm mm-hmm. looking here now, 
127 games, 50 goals, which isn't a bad record, all things considered. It's not, is it? And we'll we'll talk about his fellow uh, new new signing in the striking position later on today, uh, later on tonight, I should say. But Lee, um, the importance of having that experience up there, I think we've we've seen all along um, this season just how important it is to have somebody with a bit of nous. Um, would you were you expecting perhaps anybody else to join us in the centre forward position? Uh, do you think Murphy on his own can do it? Um, how do you see him fitting in at the club? Yeah, it's a lot to ask, I think, for a 36-year-old to sort of be the only... That's obviously why he's brought in the other the other gentleman who's coming to the club today as well. Obviously, building, building this up to uh, to name him later, Chris O'Grady, obviously. But, um, yeah, it's a lot to ask for, for a 36-year-old to be sort of the, the main man for a full season in League One. Um, but, you know, you've stolen the word I was going to use. It's important to have that bit of now, so that bit of experience up front. Uh, I'm not sure. Was his injury record a little bit sketchy over the past year or so? I've got a feeling he had a he had a couple of injuries. I might be wrong. Well, it's time catching. Time's obviously you know catching up with him a little bit, isn't it? It's probably not not surprising for if that yeah. was the case. I've no reason to to doubt your excellent recall in that in terms of things like that. Yeah, I just think he's he's somebody who's who's obviously played at the highest level. He's like I say, he played for Newcastle. Was that in the, I think that might have been when they dropped down to the Championship or was he it was, the Premier League? He, he, no, I think he was in the squad when in the Premier League, but he, he signed for them back yeah. into the promotion season. That was it, yeah. And then and then he kind of didn't get enough games in the Premier. Then went to Ipswich, didn't he? I think so. Uh, no, he went. He went to Forest. Oh, Forest, not Forest. Yeah, Ipswich, uh, Forest. So yeah, yeah. I'm losing my touch, but anyway, yeah. So uh, he was. He's someone who, um, when I saw his name linked with us, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised and quite happy to have him on board. To be honest, and. It, like I say, it's a lot to expect him to sort of lead the line all season. It's it's a long old season, even with the games we've had played and obviously Berry being exposed, we've got three less however many less games. Two two less games, obviously, what I'm thinking. So, you know, it's a long season for him to, to lead the mm, line is, uh, to be expected to lead the line on his own, but we'll we'll see how he gets on. But he's it, it's probably the best of a, a motley crew of people who we could have brought in, I think, potentially. Yeah, and he's only going to last us until January. If he's really struggling, then we can always look to get reinforcements there one way or Exactly, yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, well, that's, that's great. In terms of, of other new signings, we'll stick with the Forest theme for now. One that I'm particularly looking forward to seeing <laughs> is what they do is Liam Bridcut. Obviously, he's been around the houses. He's played with, uh, with well, God knows, he must have had at least three or four clubs that I can think of off the top of my head. He, another one that's played at a really high level. And I think even at 30, would have the, the tenacity and the desire to really make a big difference in our midfield. James, come to you first on that one. I, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. I think he's been a, a cracking player in the you know sort of mid, mid to lower levels over the course of his career. I think he can make a real big difference, especially given the absolute shambles of a midfield we've had the last couple of years. <laughs> he's he's certainly going to be very good competition for Jason Law and in that defensive midfield position and. Um, if the Forest fans' replies or anything to go by, they think he could still do a job at championship level. So for him to come down to a team currently bottom of League One is sure, just shows how much of a coup it really is for us to get a player Absolutely. like this. And, and considering the amount of experience he's had in the championship, playing for the likes of Brighton, um, Leeds, Nottingham Forest, and even playing briefly at Sunderland in the Prem, I, I think this is an absolutely marvellous signing and it's I really hope that he does well and that he stays beyond January Fingers crossed I think it, I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic Will where do you stand on that one? Yeah I also think he's a fantastic player um, it's obviously quite a big name and I'm sort of surprised that we managed to get a, a player of his quality sort of in 
Um, however, you know the, the way that our fans have been quite quite ever so confident on Twitter today, you know about how big we are as a club. It's hardly surprising that we, we've managed to attract someone like that. But uh, you know, I'm I'm obviously quite humbled still by it. Um, I think he's he's a great technically gifted player, and that hopefully he'll uh, he'll definitely boost the ranks a little bit in our in our midfield as well. Definitely, and and Lee, who do you think drops out on that one, Low or Murphy? I mean, different cheeks, the same ass for me. But but who would you <laughs> want to drop out? Yeah, um, probably take Murphy out for now. I don't know. I, I can't even really remember Bridcut. I can't remember watching him play, if I'm totally honest. Um, I, I think, did he sign for big money to, to Sunderland when he went it from Brighton? Was it Brighton to Sunderland he went? Yeah, because Poyet taking Poyet signed yeah. in, that's right. And yeah. then he also yeah. had, he had time at Leeds as well, I think. Yeah, I think it was about three million or something like that yeah. he signed for. So not, so not big money, but for a player who plays for us now, that's, he's, that's probably his big money, and it can you know, so could buy the club with that. So, but yeah, he's um, like again, again, I think he's the, the best signing of the lot that we've made today. Um, but I, I just double checked his his uh, sort of recent you know, recent history, which is is obviously important. And he, I don't think he's played a game this year, and it's September, so it's going to take him a while to. We might sorry, a first team senior game. He may well have been playing. Regularly in reserves, I think he's another one who maybe suffered with a bit of injury. Um, from what I can see, he didn't go out on loan second half of last season, did he? Because he's just been at Forest. He didn't. He didn't play anywhere else, as far as I could see. On when I was doing a bit of research, so again, he's to hit the ground running. It's going to take a lot, but I think it, I think he seems like quite a mobile, sort of fit character. And um, from the from the sort of uh, recollections of him in playing, I think he's got sort of a, sort of a bustling box to box type. Not quite sure how technical he is. Like I say, I'd, I'd have to bow to someone's superior knowledge on that. But he certainly seems like someone who's. It, get, it got me excited when I saw his name, and I'm glad again we've pulled that one off. So uh, we seem to have a really sort of special relationship with Forrest on signings, don't we? Over the years, whoever's whoever the owners are, or the uh, you know under we, we had Tyler Walker and, and Zach obviously coming back, and, and now we've got. You know, two more, two more of them today as well. So that's a, that's a bit one to it's watch good. in the future, maybe. And we managed to bin off Ami Overton as well, which is even better. On the subject of um, of midfielders, Tom, I'm not promise you that you're still always in my thoughts, mate. Um, in terms of midfielders, <laughs> it, overall speaking, the grid cut being the, the most experienced of the, the midfield quartet that we've we've picked up today. We are looking for maybe another midfield addition as well as Bridcut, someone capable of playing in the centre, so we could displace both Murphy and Low. Um, or do you think that we just we just sort of crack on with Bridcut, supplementing those two, and then we see where we are in a couple of months' time? If I'd have got my way, I would have uh, sacked off Low and Murphy long ago. Um, I, I would have tried my hardest to try and get them onto another club today, uh, but obviously that that mm-hmm. didn't transpire. Clearly, we feel a bit short in that department. Um, I think we're still a bit short. Uh, I forgot about James Weir, I, I must admit, and I, I think he deserves a shot playing in that holding midfield role much more than the other two do, especially for you know turning up for the commentary game, putting in a good performance, and you know leading uh, that that team that day along with Harry Brockman. Yeah. Um, but Brid, Bridcut, I think, is what you know clearly the most exciting and the, the most talented signing that we brought in today. A real coup, as James said, um, not just for his ability on the ball, but his ability off the ball. We we, need, we desperately needed a, a shit out in midfield. And uh, having watched Bridcoat play, I know that he does have that side of the game to him. So I'm very, very excited to see how he gets on. Me too. Speaking of shit houses in midfield, uh, Tom, Will Buckley's joined, re signed again. At one, <laughs> obviously, I, 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 guess, the podcast I, 
I just think, obviously, I think it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how Hill can work with a player who, who struggled so badly under Parkinson, whether that change of mentality and change of manager to somebody maybe a bit more familiar with him could bring about a change in Buckley. We, Tom, were you surprised that we've, we've brought him back in? I mean, from all, all, all sources I've, I've can speak to, I've spoken to tonight, we're barely paying him a bean. He's coming on the cheap. Um, do you think that's his only saving grace or do you, do you think he's got something to offer this season? Um, he's a difficult one. I, I've, you know, We've all criticised him in the past <laughs> and rightly so because for the last two seasons he's offered us next to nothing. The goals that he's scored have been scored almost accidentally or from two yards out. So it required no you know, great skill on his part. Uh, League One is a level that he's not played at for a hell of a long time. So he might well find it's a lot easier, a bit of confidence, you know, therefore, uh, and maybe in a new position, we've been led to believe that he might well be played uh, in an attacking midfield role behind the striker rather than on the wing as he has been in the past. So maybe, maybe that will, will make as much of a difference as, you know, Hill and Flitcroft's influence on him as they had in the past. But beggars can't be choosers. And if we're paying him next to nothing, and, you know, we expect next to nothing, if, if there were there were other players out there that we could have gone for and we chose Buckley ahead of them, I'd be absolutely surprised. But I think we're scraping the barrel and um, but Buckley certainly comes under that category for me. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah we'll see. You, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Um, Will, uh, same sort of question to you, really. Do you think Buckley does have a, a longer-term future? Obviously, we know he's only here until the 1st of January. So do you think that uh, the potential's there for Buckley to really shock people and, and turn his wondrous career around? Or do you think it's a question of just getting a, a cheap body in the club? I think I, I think you know my thoughts on uh, on Buckley, Chris. Um, in a word, does he does he deserve a second chance? Is he going to be any better? No, um, I, I I just don't think it, it it was a worthy signing at all. I think there was better lads that that we we unfortunately well you say unfortunately some of them you might disagree with, but you know the ones that were sort of forced to let go of at the end of last season, um, and I think arguably you know. Buckley was, you know, the, the the pick of the bunch in terms of how bad you can possibly get. Um, obviously, you've got to give him a chance to perform under a manager that he's perhaps more more familiar with uh, and has performed under better previously, particularly through through the middle. I, I'm sure he imagines himself as a number ten. Whether or not he's he's good at being one uh, is a, is another matter. Um, I, I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll never, you know. Get you know be, be on a player's back for for a minute one, but I just you know, I'll, I'll give him a couple of games see if see if anything improves and if not then uh, I think we'll we'll, we'll we'll soon to be jumping on the on the bandwagon in terms of trying to trying to get him out again. <laughs> but uh, we'll, well he's he, he certainly got a lot of making up to do I think for for various reasons uh, certainly it would be me not a fan. Um, James, same, same question really. I think Buckley there's enough mileage in it to to repeat that to you, mate. What what do you, what did you think when you heard the link? Did you think it was an obvious one or? Or were you taken by surprise a little? No, I did think it was always going to happen. I mean, considering that the whole things were like the other two wingers we were linked with, like Ben Pringle and Craig Conway, had all gone completely quiet. So I thought it was always going to be an inevitability that uh, Will Buckley would come in. I'm certainly not, you know, happy to put it mildly, but and but I will choose to play devil's advocate uh, with this because I don't want to. Ragging him too much, like we say, we know his history with um, Hill and Flitcroft being a former Rochdale Rochdale only in his younger days, and that helped him to you know build up his career to be to do well at the likes of Brighton, to do well at the likes of Brighton, and kick on his career before he inevitably mm. joined us and stank up the place. And <laughs> but um, I'm if what I'm hearing is true about the the way Hill likes to play, the, the more of the ground game 
maybe that will benefit him more compared to the more robust um, def- defensive style that he's used to. Maybe yeah, very true. Benefit him more, and maybe even a change in formation if with the kind of players that we're buying, maybe he'll go for a four-three-three. The more advanced winger position might benefit Buckley, where he doesn't have to do as much of the work because we know that's not his strong suit. He's not a workhorse. So maybe no, allow him to right. focus on the parts of his game where he might actually be good at being in and around that box and either supplying or just nicking goals here and there. Yeah, I hope you're right. And maybe having a a, a more a higher quality centre forward to aim at in the middle than Donaldson or McGuinness might might make them see a big difference as well. But time will tell. Lee, just before we move on from this particular one, I was a bit bothered when we spoke on the podcast last night about the players coming in, taking the slots of young promising wingers who've worked damned hard to get to this stage so King Harms Politic etc do you think Buckley would be an automatic first choice in that midfield ahead of one of the young lads or do you think that he's got to work his way back into the team same as anybody else I'd, I'd, be, I'd be sad to see you know, King Harms and Politic dropped summarily I know we've got other wingers to talk about in a minute um, but where do you see Buckley's place in that hierarchy given the players we have signed already today who play in the same position First of all, that's very kind of you, Will, to give Buckley two games before you get on his back. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, don't hold me two games eighteen months ago. What you know? <laughs> well, that's a good. That's very true. Um, yeah, it would be a shame to see the likes of Politic and, uh, and King Ham sort of completely jettisoned from the squad. But you know, I think obviously Keith Hill knows him very well. Did did he? I I, I think he must have. He's been at Rocks. He was at Rochdale that long in his first spell. Hill, I, I imagine they gave Buckley his, his debut. He probably will have done, won't he? Oh, so um, he's obviously somebody who knows him very well, and like I say, I don't know. I don't know if there's any basis in the in any everyone speculating that Buckley's going to be playing more centrally. I don't. I don't know. I, I think it's something Mark Isles always alluded to in his his match reports and, and what have you that he thought Buckley was a better player in the middle, and I can see that as well because. You know, we might sort of say, you know, the goals he scored were tap-ins, and most of them were, I think he chested one in, and he scored something like four goals for his last season in the Championship, which is, which is sod all, but it's more than most of the squad, actually. So he had to actually be living and breathing to, to, to get to the position to put it in the net, so I'll give him a little bit of credit. But yeah, once or twice last season, he, he didn't, obviously, he did he did the cup year celebration, didn't he, to the fans? Was that last seat? That was last season, wasn't it? Yeah, last season. When he scored, yeah. And that that was I think the turning point where everyone sort of thought it was like the Chris Taylor turning point, you know, where the fans sort of really sort of thought sat off, you know, from from that moment onwards. But um, yeah, let's give him a let's give everyone a clean slate and just see how he gets on. But it would be a shame for someone like Dennis Politic to drop down and not get as much game time to accommodate. Someone who has been a pretty much inept, inept sort of failure for the clubs thus far. Yeah. But like, let's say, let's be positive. We've signed nine players. One of them's a guy we didn't really want back. Let's be honest. But you know, let's see. Let's see if he comes up with something a bit different. Maybe a positional change will give him a new lease of life, and and he'll get the best out of someone who he obviously knows and they obviously like each other to work with each other again. Which. A lot of the yeah. signings we've made today are players who he knows. It tends to happen. People always bring. Some could say it's jobs for the boys, but it's, sometimes it's better the devil, you know. So, you know, let's see okay, how it pan, let's see how it all pans out. Anyway, uh, on that thread, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lump together Joe Bunny and um, Chris O'Grady in the same conversation for you lads to talk about yeah. next. Because apart from O'Grady, I don't know anything about about Joe Bunny. 
Um, Grady, old Grady, obviously has got his, his his record in the lower leagues, which is not particularly uh, doesn't really stand out as being something uh, that's really going to blow you away. But like you say, uh, well, uh, Lee, sorry, and you're probably right in doing so that it's someone that Hill knows and someone that he can rely upon. Plus, no doubt, someone that will be prepared to not be first choice every week, whereas anyone else maybe coming to the club from from a higher up level may insist upon being playing every week, or his parent club insist in that he plays every week. So. Yeah, he's a good a good squad player, I'd suggest, uh, O'Grady. But Will, come to you first on on the pair of them. Do you know anything about Bunny that, that you could enlighten us on, or or do you think he'll be an automatic first choice? I've been impressed with Joe White so far, yeah. so I'd be sad to see him drop out. But what are your thoughts on the on the pair on O'Grady and Bunny? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not particularly familiar with either of them. Obviously, I'm happy to give them the the, the best of chances and, and, until I can sort of form an opinion on them properly. I'm sure we'll give them three games, Will. Oh, yeah, possibly four, you know, we'll see. Um, no, I, th- I think you just have to base them sort of off, off what they can do for us, particularly, in, uh, and it's a bit hard to, to rush into that, particularly with, 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 with I think, it, but it's probably quite a young lad. I'm not sure how, how old he is, actually, because I know... 25 now, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, 25. Yeah. Right, okay, not bad. So, I, I mean, obviously, like you said, Joe White has done, done incredibly well at left-back, and I know he hasn't sort of completely made that position his own and, and I know we, we discussed it last night I think it was either Tom or, or Chris I can't remember who said it so Sonny Graham you know who'd been playing him in field uh, sort of hadn't been noticed and and you know that that probably meant he was doing a good job and I think it's, it's pretty similar with with, with, uh, with with Joe White but um, you know I, I think you've got to be sort of be open to the idea of letting these lads have a run in the team because otherwise you know it's, it, we've signed them for no reason and I think with quite a few of them either being on, on, on you know six month contracts or loans or whatever We've got to make the most of them and just give them the fair chance because, you know, I think with the with the seniors they were perhaps, um, you know, overcompensate. I think that they they were given far too much of an opportunity. I think they'll they, for them to be bedded straight back into the team is a little bit unfair. But I think when when you're trying to boost the squad with with, with new faces and, and raw talent, that's that's clearly better than what what we've already got is is only fair. I think so. Um, you know, I, I, I think it'd be unfair to take the likes of Politico and Darcy out, but obviously with him being the defender, I think he, he he's pretty much got a fair chance at, at, at being brought straight in. To be honest with you, but uh, obviously nothing against Joe White there at all. It'd just be, no. be interesting to see how he gets on. Agreed. Uh, with with Josh Earl in mind, obviously he's due back from injury in a, in a few weeks' time. Uh, obviously, it's good to have competition for places around there. But do you think left back was a position we need to strengthen, given? Given the fact we had Earl and the fact we had uh, we had White, um, I think it was because um, I'll I'll be honest, I don't fully agree with you guys about Joe White. I think some I think too often during during games he was just caught out way too often in defensive positions. He was just way too easily beaten by wingers going forward. He did he always did really well. He was going calm on the ball, passing pretty well and all that. But I think defensively his game needs. A lot, a lot of work myself because he because he was always letting uh, too many cross in. But that's normal, you know. He's a seventeen-year-old kid asked to play left left back against a bunch of guys. He's not fully physically developed or developed that positioning side of his game. So yeah, I think it was a position that was very much needed to be filled. And but it but if and Joe White can can probably learn from him. A more experienced player like Joe, Joe mm. Bunny, same with Josh Earl, who's only who's only twenty himself and still yet to come back. So, while Earl start injured, maybe White can hopefully provide some good competition and prove, you know, just because he just cause he's young and that he's been part of these these teams that have been shipped five nil five nil and whatnot, that he can still 
proved to be in around the first team. Oh, fair play. Uh, Tom, uh, so Chris O'Grady, your thoughts, mate? Um, I'm, I'm curious to know what you think, what, what sort of role he might play as the season uh, season pushes on. Uh, if he'd been the only striker we'd have brought in today, I'd been massively, massively disappointed. I think I think we all would have been given, you know, Oldham fans seem quite pleased to let him go. Uh, and, he, and his goals record hasn't been great for some time now. Although I think it, one of us in the chat, I can't remember who, pointed out that uh, the last good spell that he had was at Barnsley under Keith Hill's management. So, you know, he clearly is a player that he knows well. Clearly he's a player he thinks he can get the best out of. But I, I would expect him to play second fiddle to uh, to Daryl Murphy, certainly. Who, who I think you know, it might be 36, but has proven that he, he can play a decent amount of games. So I'd, I'd like to see him get get the nod over him. We, we, but with Joe Bunny, the interesting thing about him is that even though he's he's a converted left back and has played left back for some time now, when he started out at Rochdale under Keith, he was a striker. So so maybe there is some kind of cover that he could provide there. He was a bang average striker if memory serves, which is why he moved position. But he, he did score uh, enough, enough goals to be to to get into the team in that position. He's Henrik Pedersen. Just about to say that. Is that exactly yeah. So, you know, we've got a history of that working out for us. Let's see if it works out again. Interesting. OK, yeah, some, some interesting points there, lads. Uh, Will, um, I, I believe you might have a point on O'Grady you wish to make. I do, yeah. Obviously, I, do, I only made a comment briefly on on, a, on Bunny, but obviously I missed out on, on O'Grady. Obviously, it's, it's sort of the first I've heard of him bar the, uh, the, the podcast that we were all sort of um, enlightened to at the weekend, uh, which involved him, him and Keith Hill having quite a heated uh, conversation in the dressing room, which I believe made him cry at the uh, at the ripe age of, is it thirty four or something like that? So it's uh, it, it, it's it, it's quite incredible, you know. It's, uh, yeah, I think he's quite a big lad as well. So so to have him sort of load over him and and and, and sort of put him in such a position. Um, it's quite incredible, but given the the context of, of the comment, which which allowed him to do so, was uh, you know quite quite incredible. It, you know, referred himself to to or, or liking himself to the likes of fucking Thierry, fucking on or whatever he cut his head. Please, that quote will if you can remember, and if you could do an impression, maybe put a flat cap on and a, a gilet at the same time. Uh, Thierry, Thierry on fuckery. <laughs> I just I can't even remember what it was like, but it was just it, it, I was in tears when I was listening to it because it's just you can just imagine him doing it as well, looking at him. It it, it it'd be brilliant the fact that he, he's obviously got him quite under the cost a little bit, but it'd be good to to obviously know where the line is with that and and hope that that will help him perform and not you know take to the to the likes of it of Omri and, and try and you know uh, what what was it try and drift out to the left because he feels like that's his. That's his most important role, or, or whatever. I think he thinks that that's what he'd be best at. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm sure he has him tamed, and, and hopefully, doesn't make him cry too much this season. Yeah, well, if Keith Hill's gonna Keith Hill's gonna confront Will Buckley and, and ask him to get his balls out, I'm not sure how that will uh, how that will go. I think we might have tears. We might have tantrums, <laughs> who knows? Or you could blow up Will Buckley and he'd cry about something. <clears throat> I can imagine. So, uh, on, in this, on the subject of exciting wingers with un- uncertain temperament, we've got it sounded a young, exciting. Belgian winger from Stoke, Thibaut Verlinden. Uh, James, I won't make you say that name. Uh, <laughs> James, I'll come, I'll come to you first on that one. I mean, there's, there's you a just want to hear videos. me pronounce his name, don't you? Go on then. Go on, give us <laughs> it. Just said, you best. just said Chris do it. Just copy him. <laughs> I'm not as eloquent as Chris, though, am I? <laughs> oh, you're kidding, aren't you? You've got a beautiful voice. Uh, I think if you've seen any of those videos doing the rounds, he looks like a really exciting winger. Um, prepare to take on his man and stick a decent ball in as well. How are you thinking about him? Is someone you're looking forward to seeing? Oh, oh very much so. Um, especially hearing all the Stoke fans that are all really disappointed to see him go because they're having such a terrible season themselves. So, 
they wanted him to be given the chance there. So, but Nathan Jones seems to think otherwise. So I'm I'm very excited to see what he can bring to the table. I'm not sure which side he plays, whether he can play left or right or whether he can do both. So we'll have to see whether he's conditioned for the likes of politic or um, another winger we'll come to on the on the other side. But uh, but yeah, I can't say I really know much about him, um, t- to be honest. But I'm looking at his record here and he's put he's played every level of um, of underage football for the for the Belgium for Belgium, so there's, hopefully there's definitely a player in there, and we'll, we'll just have to see how he does. But if he's as pacey as everyone says, I'm going to be elated because God knows this squad has been lacking pace for so long. Yeah, good point. Good point. Will, uh, Valinda, do you know anything about him? I mean, I, I honestly had never even heard of him until we signed him today. Yeah, no, not particularly, obviously. I think we've all seen that clip this morning uh, of him delivering that cross with some really quick feet and, and obviously bagging a goal, uh, courtesy of a, of a decent striker who knows where the, where the net is, which uh, which would, would make a change for us, you know, but to have somebody who's obviously capable of, of such reliable deliveries, hopefully on a regular basis, is a, would make a, a, you know, a real change. Be, mm. Besides bar politic, who I think probably has the ability to do so, just perhaps not as regularly, you know, he, 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 I wouldn't say he's necessarily a one-trick pony or, or, or particularly inconsistent, but I think he, he he may sort of more be a flash in the pan type of type of player until he gets a few years under his belt. Uh, but hopefully that this lad, I know he, he's not too dissimilar in age. I believe he's only twenty. Um, so you know, I'm hoping he'll he'll develop pretty quickly and and be able to do that for us on on, on a regular basis. As I say, excellent, uh, Lee. In terms of your choice of wingers, obviously we've got got a few to pick from, including Crawford. We'll talk about next. If we were to play a four three three, obviously with with two wingers either side, and Murphy, for example. Who would you pick out of the ones we've got to choose from? I'll have to see some of them play before I make that decision. No, 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 no. We don't need any sort of considered opinions here. We need, we want knee-jerk reactions. <laughs> and Will's going to get them sacked after two games anyway. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Keith Hill's going to make him get his balls out. We'll just get more. We'll give, yeah, give give the Linden and Crawford a couple of games, and then if they're crap, just swap them over for uh, for politics and King Arms or whatever. But yeah, I'd, I'd sounds like, like my that. football manager approach. That well, I was going to say, I'm surprised you haven't heard of the Linden on football manager because I'm sure I've had him on loan once, but um, with your vast experience, Chris. But I don't operate um, in those circles, mate. No, no, too too uh, too low down, is it? Oh, is it? anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah, like say, Villain, I've, I've heard. I've, I've noticed him coming through at Stoke for a number of years, so like I say, it's it's a sign in which um, again it's just one one that will either work out great or he'll he'll twist his knee on his first appearance and we'll never hear from him again. You just you just don't know, do you? But let's see how he see how he gets on uh, with with a completely. It's just it's just a, a bizarre situation, isn't it? How you can come into a team where no one, well, obviously Keith has brought in a lot of his old old boys, but apart from them knowing each other and knowing Keith Hill. It's sort of like a meet and greet, and then here you are. We're going to play like this, and it's just a completely unique situation, isn't it? So, it's sort of sink, sink or swim for for anyone who's yeah. sort of a young a young lad coming into this situation. It, it's not like any other loan where you go into the is going to come into a dressing room with with twenty people who know each other fairly well, and he's got to fit in. At least he's sort of in the same boat as everyone else, and settling down into. A, uh, you know, a new club shouldn't be as difficult because everyone else is in the same boat, aren't they? And I imagine that the atmosphere is quite positive, and yeah, you know, be, so, so hopefully that will be, uh, you know, helpful for him settling in. So he's uh, he's someone who I'm looking forward to seeing play, like say from the clips, you know, the other YouTube YouTube scouting that everyone does these days, and yeah, he looks great. So did Daniel Bratton, and let's just see what he's like in <laughs> real life, and we'll we'll go from there, I suppose. Yeah, 
Well, it's good because I know on the podcast last night we mentioned now the fact that the next two weeks before the next game is almost a chance to, to have a sort of virtual pre-season for these new guys and, and really yeah, exactly, integrate yeah. them and, and really get them into, into the swing of things. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Tom, just before we move on to the next section on that one, Verlinden obviously is a, an exciting name. Do you think that there might have been an element of just giving him a go on that one as opposed to really any sort of research and knowing what we're getting, just maybe taking a bit of a punt in, in the absence of any real other options? I, th- I think that's a very good point. I, I, I think we're. Ob- I, I mean, I said scraping the barrel with Buckley. I don't think we're necessarily scraping the barrel with Valinda because he does come very highly rated, especially by the Stoke fans who are desperate to see him given a go. But that it might just be a comment on how crap James McLean is more than how good Valinda is. But uh, I, I would love to see a winger come in to Bolton with a bit of pace who likes to get to the byline and cross one in, which is something we never see from any wingers who've played for us in the past. You know, Noon was always cutting in, Amiobi the same, Buckley never did anything. Uh, Politic, even for, for even though we want to give him a chance, he clearly is a cut-in and shoot winger more so than a cross winger. And with when you've got two strikers coming in like O'Grady and Murphy, they're going to thrive off those kind of crosses. And in, in this kind of league with a little bit more of a primitive style that other teams tend to employ, I think it could be very successful, so I'm, I'm all for it. I think I think he's been brought in more for his style of play than for any kind of excessive scouting mm. on his, you know, potential ability. No, I think that's so that's a fair point. I'm looking forward to seeing him playing, and let's see if he can provide the service to the guys in the middle. So yeah, let's let's bring it on. Why not? I'm going to lump together Josh Emmanuel and Jake Wright because, quite frankly, I don't really know anything about either of them. So either, um, obviously, James, I'm going to come to you first. You're the research man. What do you know about the the pair of these guys? So obviously, Emmanuel's come from Ipswich. Scorer of our last league goal, if I remember correctly, and, and right from Sheffield United. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll, I'll admit I don't really know much about Jake Wright, though. Apparently, um, he was playing a lot for Sheffield United in this in the season they they beat us to the title. So, so it's cl- so clearly a player that's good enough for this level in there, even though yeah. he is getting towards his mid thirties. Um, Josh Josh Emmanuel, from what I remember. When I saw him play play at Ipswich against us, um, he, he's quite a, he's quite a quick right back, um, dif- different in a mould of definitely a more attacking right back than we've got in Brockbank. So it gives us a different options to say in, for what kind of approach we want we want to go for. Whether we want we could probably go uh, get more attacking if we want we play Manuel, or if we might be a bit worried about. Um, an, the opposition coming at yeah. us, we can play Brockbank, who's a bit more, who's probably a bit more defensively sound from what I remember than than um, than Emmanuel. So hopefully he can bag a goal for us, but this time <laughs> being a part of us. But I, I, honestly, I really don't know much about either player. Uh, I'm hoping since Jake Wright, he has got that experience that maybe if he plays alongside um, either a Zuma or. A, or an Edwards that he'll complement them uh, very, he'll complement them very well and allow the yeah. two younger lads to maybe be more ball playing centre back, similar to how um, similar to how Hobbs should do, do the same. I have some fair points there, Will. Same question to you, Emmanuel and Wright. I mean, uh, how do you think that the signing of a new right back will perhaps impact the likes of Brockbank? Do you think he'll move into the centre and maybe take up that position where? Zuma has been playing and provided a little bit more of an experienced partner for Hobbs. Or, uh, or do you think there's, there's, there's fair competition all around? Yeah, I hope, I hope that he doesn't uh, drop out as a result of, the, of these new signs. I think he's one in particular that, that deserves the game time regardless. Um, you know, I think he's proved his worth and that he'd be able to, to contribute still on a weekly basis. 
Uh, perhaps not, you know, three times a week as, as he's been expected to more, uh, more recently. But you know, even if it's just once or twice a week, that would be that would be great. Whether or not it's as a, as a fullback or a centre half, I won't be too fussed because I think he's he's more than capable of fulfilling either role, um, and, and pro- probably in any combination, either whether it's Zuma, whether it's Hobbs, whether it's it's any of the other lads. Really, it'd be, it'd be great to see him stay in. Um, I, I think with with Emmanuel, he, he's a he's got a good reputation at right back from from what I understand. And that he he's quite a good good player going forward as well, so it'd be great to have him, you know, predominantly in that right back position. And then uh, hopefully it would it won't mean Brock Bank dropping out. If anything, he'll get you know sort of moved into into centre half. Interesting points, Tom. I mean, the left. I was like a left footed centre half myself. Um, do you think right could slot slot in there immediately, or do you think given his lack of tight game time over the last twelve months, it it's important to maybe see, even see if you can sneak him in tomorrow night to. Uh, tonight, let's pretend we're, t- we're recording this on day of the match. I mean, tonight, let, do you think they'd be important enough to get him in there and see if he can do something straight away and, and let him learn how to play alongside Hobbs? I'm, uh, I'm more concerned about the younger players being uh, frustrating uh, tomorrow, if, you know, in case of mm. getting injuries or whatever, because obviously we can't really afford with a threadbare squad to have people, you know, in a Mickey Mouse Cup getting injured. But uh, no, I think if, if Wright's been out of, out of the, the game for a, not a long time, then it's very, very beneficial for him to be got back up to speed by playing matches because it's the best way to pick up fitness. But um, for sure. no, I, th- I think uh, he comes very highly rated by Sheffield United fans. They all seem sad to be letting him go and you know, keen to wish us, um, wish us, wish him well and, and tell us that he was a good player for us. So I, I, I'm all for that as a signing. I think uh, I think he'll do very well. I, I agree with James as well and Emmanuel. I think um, very, very quick, strong. Uh, the kind of fullback that we that we don't tend to have, the one who you know can do these long ranging runs and uh, you know give opposition uh, fullbacks a, a problem to think about as well as our wingers. So I, I, and it was a surprise as well. So it, it, a very welcome surprise in, in, in that regard, I think. Are you right if I just interject there quickly, Tom? I know you were talking about. Oh, you know, you know, not saying. <laughs> no, I was just saying about having I mean, these fullbacks doing these runs, and I think that. We've had fullbacks in the past capable of doing so, but I think they've just struggled to then recover or sort of, you know, re- regain that ground. Whereas I think a player like Emmanuel would be more than capable of doing so. You, you've had prime examples of that, and Mark, and Mark Little and, and Laurie Wilson in the past of doing so, of sort of bounding forward, getting so excited. Paul uh, Olkowski, another one, uh, and then sort of not being able, not being back in position in time. But I think that he, he's more than capable of doing that, and I think he's he's probably in, in his his, his, his uh, strats for doing so. I think what's beneficial on that front with Emmanuel is the fact that with Mark Little, uh, despite the fact I think he would have been very useful for us in League One, Emmanuel's 22. There's a hell of a long time for him to you know, come good at this club. And, you know, dare I say, I'm, I'm, he's only just joined the club, become a money-making option if we start to run out after making all these signings. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I don't, again, not, not really too familiar with him, obviously, remembering from the the game when he scored that fantastic own goal because Christ, Bolton goals are so rare these days that you remember them all. Uh, from what I understood, Emmanuel, it was only on loan at the end of the season, but I, I could be wrong on that particular one. Hopefully, not. hopefully I am. No, no, uh, Emmanuel's, um, Emmanuel West. was released last, at the end of last season. He's joined us permanently. There you go. That's why I keep you around, mate. Nice one. Uh, well, we'll come to Will straight away, given that your uh, your fantastic comments there regarding the Emmanuel vote are very, very accurate. Ali Crawford from Doncaster, give me his entire history straight away, please. <laughs> absolutely no idea. However, I'm absolutely emphatic because it just means that Doncaster's the whole of Doncaster's piss is currently boiling. Uh, it's just a fantastic addition, and, and the way they announced it was even more, you know, 
um, you know, ideally it, it was quite a, a poignant way of doing so. Um, and I know obviously they've they've had quite a lot to say regarding the game that was well in their eyes postponed, but I think it was more likely it's more likely to be cancelled, isn't it really? And and they're they're so demanding of a rematch and and so on and, and wanting those points and and thinking that it's unfair that we didn't play them and they didn't get their five nil win and and to be honest, who cares? You know, we're, we're nicking their players now. We're refusing to play them. We do what we want and uh, yeah, very happy with it. It's a great signing. No idea who it is though. Thank you so much for not answering the question. It's a great insight, wasn't it? (laughs) I preferred your answer. Uh, Tom, uh, same question to you. Uh, Ali Crawford, uh, again, I I make no bones about it. I ain't got a goddamn clue who he is. Um, Looking forward to seeing how he gets on, though. It's always nice to have another ginger in the squad. Um, (laughs) Your your thoughts on the guy? What what do you think he can bring to it, to uh, to us this season? Um, His time in Scotland, if memory serves, was 30 goals in 200 appearances for Hamilton. Okay. And a lot of, quite a few of them coming in the the Premiership. So, at a reasonable level. No, at a reasonable level. So, a goal scoring winger, just like we've had in the past, but um, predominantly right sided. Again, I'm I'm, I'm working off what I've I've read on Twitter, which, of course, is not necessarily a great place to be doing your research. But, um, no, I think um, he's another player, 28 years old. Who you know? It's nice to be signing people who are the right side of thirty, rather than the people who are going to be um, uh, retired almost come the end of the season. Uh, and you know, I look forward to seeing what he can do. I think he didn't get a brilliant return last season for Doncaster, but um, certainly, given the squad that they had and the people that they had playing on the wing, that would have been quite a difficult side to get into ahead of the mm. likes of Coppinger and Malik Wilkes. So I, I think he, he's more of a squad player than a starter, but clearly a squad player with a decent reputation. Yeah, fair points. Um, okay, Lee, do you think he's got a chance of being first choice, or do you think he's another one that's just going to be there to to maybe supplement the likes of Valinden and, and Buckley uh, you know, and Politic as well? Yeah, I, I actually did do a bit of research on him before the pod. Um, he began at Hearts and then sort of uh, moved on to Hamilton. Like I said, like um, like uh, Tom just said, then sorry, he, he had a pretty decent goal return a couple of seasons. He, he scored ten. In all competitions, two or three seasons ago um, in the Scottish Premiership, like I say, it's not the greatest league in the world, but it's not a bad return for a team sort of middle into middle into bottom like Hamilton. So you know he's obviously got a bit of pedigree, can find the back of the net. Um, I'd have obviously seen the uh, the only sort of clip there is of him and uh, that I've seen on YouTube and cutting in and striking it into the top corner with his left foot, which was uh, which suggests he's sort of a right winger who would cut in onto the left onto his left foot maybe. In, you know that he perhaps play from the right, like we say. So yeah, who knows whether he'll? I'm sure he'll get as much of an opportunity as everyone else to uh, to stake his claim for the team and uh, to to play to to start above the lights of uh, Buckley and Valinda. I'm sure it'll be sort of a give him a go and let's see how he does sort of uh, yeah. scenario again. Really, like like the rest of the boys, I suppose. But uh, yeah, he, it- he looks he looks like quite a promising player. Who's in his what would should be his prime, and yeah, let's just see how he gets on. The, can't really say much Absolutely. more than that. Like I said, when we signed him, I, I, I couldn't have told you what sort of player he was. I've actually never heard of him, which I've heard of most players. And, you know, if I look through his squad in League One, I've heard of sort of probably 90% of him. He is one that slipped under my radar anyway. But, yeah, we'll, 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 give we'll, him a, we'll suck it and see like the rest of the boys. Not yeah, we'll sure. see. That's, okay, that's, well, that's, that's brilliant. That sounded, that's be, very, sounded very dodgy, that. <laughs> well, unless anyone's got anything further to add, I think we've covered that pretty comprehensively in under an hour as well, so I'm pretty chuffed about that. Mm-hmm. Um, OK, so going forward then, we've got the Bradford game coming up later on tonight, let's be accurate, in the Leasing.com trophy. 
uh, formerly known as the Checker Trade Cup Trophy, formerly known as the Boycotted Trophy, formerly known as an absolute bag of shit. The evening news have reported <laughs> in the last few minutes that it, while Keith Hill's likely to be there, he's not going to be involved in picking the team, which is not too surprising given the fact he only took over on uh, on Saturday afternoon and that Jimmy Phillips will take the game on. Now, that's sort of taken the wind out of my sails a little bit. Fucking uh, that. I imagine that will mean a very similar squad to the game that played on, on Saturday without too many of the new lads in the side. I was going to come to you both, to you all and, and just ask if you thought that there was a chance of the new guys being put in the team, but I wonder whether that's redundant or not. Uh, but Tom, uh, come to you first as, as, as someone who actually took the time to attend the game at weekend. Um, do you think there's anybody in that squad, we'll, we'll say the squad, that could do with a rest or, or particularly could do with more game time um, off the top of your head? Uh, I think King Harms, according to you, Chris, played very, very well against um, against Ipswich, and it was a shock to see him not play, um, or at least not start against Gillingham. Um, mm. I think Zuma needs to be taken out of the firing line because he's, he looks like his confidence is shot to pieces. Uh, you know, after conceding all those goals, which, in fairness, is is to be expected for a young lad making his way in the game, not having this kind of exposure to first team football. I would expect him to have struggled after a while. Um, and, and even the influence of Hobbs next to him didn't help. Uh, I, th- I think he genuinely just needs to take him out of the firing line. Uh, Darcy looked a little bit um, lightweight um, when played out wide, so I'd like to see him back playing in the middle with you know King Harms and Politic either side. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think if it isn't going to be a similar team, I think we can expect a relatively similar result. I just hope the bloody Clayton Donaldson doesn't score. <laughs> Will, same question to you. I mean, the, the, the issue, uh, sorry, the, the prospects of sounding new players and, and giving them a, go- a game was was perhaps half the attraction of, of people attending in the first place. It sounds like that's maybe not going to happen, which mm. I, I guess from a certain standpoint makes sense. Um, how important do you think it is, though, that the new lads would get the chance to actually play a competitive game together? And do you think there's any sense in you know the, the, in Hill and, and Flitcroft perhaps arranging a, a behind-the-scenes game or two in, in the next 10 days until the next game comes around, just so they can get a little bit of that familiarity together. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't expect them to play tomorrow at all. And like you say, I think, you know, it'd be, it's probably not the, the least unexpected thing ever that, that Hill will be taking charge tomorrow, which is to an extent disappointing because I was looking forward to, you know, seeing him take charge of his first game. But nevertheless, you know, he's obviously got these next two weeks to prepare them, you know, for, probably for, for the Rotherham game. So, uh, like you say, I think it'd be good for him to organise something behind closed doors and, and get them playing with each other and get them used to, to you know, being in a team together and and then hopefully get get some chemistry flowing and and then we'll be able to batter Rotherham at weekend you know just to uh, just to make everyone else's piss boil a little bit more. Hmm. No doubt, no doubt. That's great. Yeah, James, how do you see the game going? Do you think we've got a good chance of winning if we were to retain the, the majority of the squad that um, that so unfortunately lost against Gillingham? Mm. I'm not. I'm not quite sure. I completely agree with Tom that Zuma needs to be take out, taken out of the firing line. Same same reasons, confidence shot to pieces and whatnot. Um, if it's going to be a young team, personally, I'd just play Boone alongside Hobbs. Boone can learn a lot playing in his more natural position and off the off the more experienced Hobbs. And, yeah. Uh, put I put Joel White back in. You might as well not put square pegs in round holes like we did against Ipswich. Um, I'm 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 not sure whether to go for either Demario Brown Sterling or Eddie Brown. I know I heard Eddie Brown did very well against Ipswich, so maybe maybe you'd want to carry on that momentum against yeah. him. But um, against a very physical Bradford side, I'm I'm quite worried he's going to struggle again and 
kind of like how he did against Wickham, where he's just up against two monstrous centre arse and could barely get a foot on the ball. It's not the ideal scenario for him, really. I no, think they might throw no. a striker in, you know, tomorrow. Just like, even if none of the other new lads play. I don't know if any of them were signed in time, actually. But if possible, I think they might actually, you know, keep the young team, you know, with 10 of the positions and then just have one of the senior lads up front and just yeah. see how it goes. Because we could yeah. just keep with that for the time being if, if it works. So, um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether that happens or not. Yeah, uh, third change I'd make would, uh, would just be to completely get rid of Luke Murphy because I think he's absolutely diabolical and putting um, Sonny, Sonny Graham back in the mi- middle because as long as we have at least four of the outfield players that we played against um, that we played on our last match with then um, then it's all it's all fine isn't it? and yeah. especially what one thing I definitely want to see is Matthew Alexander back in net uh, over Rainy I was just going to ask you that question James Yeah, do you, do you think that one of those four should be Matthews given he's conceded 20 goals in his last four games well, well, it doesn't really matter with Brendan Matthews. He's going to have to play because it's all it only concerns the outfield players. So this, this oh, okay. could be a really good learning opportunity for Matthew Alexander to really stamp his mark, especially while Ben Ben Annick's still missing. Um, he can really stamp home that number two if he puts in a good performance against Bradford. Against Bradford. Oh, fair point. Fair point. Okay, lads. Any more for any more? I think we've covered uh, covered most ground pretty swiftly. Then I'm, I'm pleased. Anyone else for any more? Uh, I don't think so. I was just going to touch on a point quickly about you know obviously we were still able to to sign players that aren't uh, aren't contracted to a club currently. Uh, I just wonder whether you, whether or not you wanted to sort of run through a couple of those, Chris. I know we've we've sort of touched on a couple of them with Conway, Pringle, and, and O'Neill and what have you. It's uh, whether or not yeah, you think that they'll point. be they'll be joining us at all, or whether there's even a chance a couple of them such as. Well, I asked Alan Nixon before as to whether or not there could be a possibility of clubs still being available, whether or not we've just not been informed that he's been released or whatever. I think that's more, you know, hope hopeful talk out more than anything. But in terms of the rest of them, it, it might be. be worth uh, might be worth discussing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll feel free, mate. You've started us off on fine form there. So out the out the players that we thought we might sign that we haven't. Was there any particular one will that you you disappointed? I know obviously there's, there's, there was the talk of Medine, obviously a bit fanciful. Yeah. Uh, but he's still, for some reason, beloved by uh, by many Bolton fans. Absolutely. Yeah. Give me a give, give me a give me a player each then, lads, that you you, you would have been looking forward to us to sign that perhaps the deal wasn't done, and it may be done uh, in January. Will you go first? Give everyone else a chance to have a think. I'll go Clough because uh, I think he's he's one that everyone would have liked back as as much as Medine would have been nice too. I think he'd have perhaps divided opinion more, but I don't see why. Anyone would really uh, oppose to, to Zach coming back. I think he would be ideal at this level. So, yeah, yeah, no, I I, I agree. The Medine uh, loving it has always baffled me. But I think I think his fans, ego. Lots of things baffle me. I think his ego would suggest he's probably not right for League One football either. Unfortunately, so I can't see that happening anyway. But um, no, fair yeah, enough. It'd be nice to have Zach back. Lee, same question to you. Anybody that we, you thought we might have picked up today that we didn't, and anyone that you might like us to revisit in January. And so, like loan deals, I suppose you, you mean. Um, you decide. You you pick the parameters, mate. This is fancy football time. Well, I suppose anyone who's free, we can still pick up, can't we? Like, like the likes of O'Neill, and you know, perhaps he comes in as a player coach. I noticed on Twitter he did sort of a the shruggy shoulders emoji as to answer a question to somebody who said he, you know, are you coming back, and he's he's not sure. So that's a bit of a mixed message. Whether he's going to be one of the last mm. two squad places that we fill anyway, because apparently we've. 
we were talking about a lot before, weren't we? We think we've got two more places we can fill with free transfers between now and, well, whenever, basically, because we can sign them whenever, as long as they've been released by today. So whether O'Neill comes back, he's someone I would like to see back. I don't think he was, like you say, he was the best of a bad bunch last season, but I think he is someone who, again, guide young, the younger element of the squad through with his professionalism yeah. and know-how and experience. So he'd be someone I'd like to bring in. But uh, as for someone who, I suppose, Clough for sort of for sort of like the feel-good factor and creating a bit of a buzz around the place, even though obviously he's already come back once. So God knows how many times we're going to sign the lad over his career. But um, you know, when he came back last time, it created a bit of a buzz. Yeah, he, he didn't really he didn't really work for him under Parkinson. He, he had that sort of non-goal against Sunderland nothing really else came off for him in his spell with us and he was consigned to the bench in our uh, yeah. you know when Wilbraham celebrated he wasn't even in the squad I don't think was he when Wilbraham scored the goal that kept us up well no he was on loan from Forrest so no he was he was on loan yeah but he wasn't in he was with us he was in our squad when we stayed up wasn't he but he well, wasn't well, no, no, he couldn't have played that's the point Lee. oh played, sorry the last, just the last game you mean yeah, yeah yeah but I mean in general he didn't really play last time so no. he's someone who um you know, we would have out of all the ones we were linked to. I mean, this I can't really think of many other. We signed that many bloody players that everyone we uh-huh. linked to. We signed, so I can't. I'm trying to think if there was anyone else we were linked to. Massively. I think Clough, Clough had been interesting one from a position of, of, of the young lads, perhaps who were making their way into the team, being someone that's yeah. made it and exactly, has, yeah. has, has trod that path and tried it successfully too. So perhaps that's a perhaps that's an option. But Clough is certainly one that I would I would like to see sign. James, um, same question to you, mate. Uh, well, I certainly wouldn't be against Clough coming back, especially if we continue to play the four-two-three-one we currently are now. Him and Darcy would be great competition for each other, really, two really young lads who really love to push forward with the ball and try and get try and get their shots off. So I think that would be great. Uh, but um, but someone we were linked with who we've not mentioned and they didn't come in, who I was really disappointed to not see come through, would be was a uh, Joe Dudu from Rangers. We were James, what have long. I told you? Doesn't exist. <laughs> Good grief, Jones! You absolute grandad. Can we keep it from the podcast? <laughs> 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 I think I think that's a good point because obviously he's somebody that came to the fore fairly late in the day, didn't he? And and an exciting young player, mate. Carry on, please. Yeah, it came a bit out of nowhere, but um, he would have given us a different um, striking option compared to the more to to the more experienced, shall we say, Chris O'Grady and Dal Murphy, who are more bigger lads, can get about a bit. And even though Jordan is not not small himself, he's certainly more the push forward and try and run about has a bit he'd, he'd have a bit more pace shall we say than yeah someone to bring on it last last 20 minutes or so yeah. perhaps a stretchy defense that kind of signing yeah exactly what clayton donaldson was supposed to be last season before everyone figured out that he's absolutely wank <laughs> <laughs> very true tom come to you then just to finish things off mate same question give us some um, fresh names I, I think we still need another centre-back, to be honest. Uh, Liam Edwards, when he comes back from injury, I think deserves another shot in the team. It looked very, very competent. I think him and Hobbs as a partnership could well work. Uh, but, you know, if we were still in the market for a centre-back, I know there's the likes of uh, Tommy Hoban still about, um, James Collins, if you wanted to go for the really, really old route. I know he did reasonably well at Ipswich in the Championship last season. Has he not uh, been signed up yet by, by anyone? That's no, 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 that's really surprising. James Collins still about, but but Hoban is another one. You know, twenty-five years old, released by Watford. 
if he were looking mm. for a club, I'd certainly think he, he would be worth a shot. So I, I think that's the one position that we're very, very light in. So I'd like to see us invest there. Fantastic. Oh, some very good answers there, lads. And, and no arguments from me. I think you've got some really good names. OK, perfect. Well, I think on that bombshell, we'll maybe look at knocking things on the head. Um, Will, would you like to do the old socials, mate? You're, you're far better than I do. I'd love to, yeah. So obviously you can find us all on, on Line of the Other Suite uh, website for all our ramblings. And also, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes for the podcast, that would be much appreciated. Five stars and nothing less. Um, also, let you have a, have a little plug for yourselves as well. We'll go in no particular order. Um, Chris, I was going to come to you first, but you're not anywhere, are you really? Well, what I'll say is let's let's get the ball rolling on the next project, the the watch alongs. If people can go come to it. us and uh, and propose any games that they want to go through and talk to us on on YouTube, we'd love to hear from you. And obviously, people can then come on, record them with us, do a bit of a watch along, and and see how it goes. So hit the website up, hit the Twitter account up, and uh, and we'll get some of them recorded in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely, very selfless there. That's uh, just the way I roll, mate. Lee, where can we find you other than your round? <laughs> um, by that he means postman round. Uh, yeah, it's just that. I'm saying no so. place for personal insults. This. I know. I've lost weight. Lost his second job. So yeah, the um, I'm on Twitter, but I don't. Really, I'm just a bit of a watcher. I, don't, I only pipe up every so often. It's at Trottetenzo, but uh, yeah, I, I, I put the odd thing on there, but it's not a lot. I'm a bit of a voyeur, as Arsene Wenger used to say. So uh, I know Mourinho said it about Wenger didn't he? Anyway, I'll pass you on to the next man. Good man. Tom, where can we find you? Uh, mine is uh, TRICO44, I believe, on Twitter. I, I don't tend to ramble as much as some people on this podcast. <coughs> James. Tim, <coughs> <laughs> speaking of which, where can they find you? I'm personally insulted by that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me... Uh, Real James Jarvis, usually either bullying Will or just having a go at anything and everything. Yeah, to be fair, that's very true. Um, and also you can find James bullying me on a WI1LJ on Twitter and on a, and on many, many interviews and uh, news channels. We get um, it, you were on television. You want what? Any appearances lined up? Uh, not at the minute, actually. No, just uh, just one with you tomorrow. But you can you can be my heavy for that. So it's uh, that's fine. Oh, so you're an out of work famous person now. Yeah, he's had his five. Unemployed. He's resting. He's resting. Come on. That's Wait it, for his yeah. agent to get him his next gig. I am. That's right. In the midst of doing so, uh, but anyway, I think I think if there's nothing else I have to say, gents, then I think it's time to say goodbye. Say goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Chris. Goodbye, Lee. Goodbye, Lee. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, James. Goodbye, James. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for listening. Set that V. (laughs) 